Taking some time off to recalculate and work out what's going on, but it's Christmas. <laughs> Alright, mate, how are you doing? Yeah, good. I'm now an Eastly resident. Alright, you got that tattoo? And in the room, uh, we're not playing it alone this time, you know, because it's Christmas, we thought we'd invite the family along. So we've got older uh, Grandpa Dan Walters, Sea Creatures Designer, right, Danny? Evening, chaps. Alright, and uh, <laughs> welcome back to uh, Imius Design, Anthony Peters. Ho, ho, ho. So, what it says is a Christmas show. It's Christmas, aren't you feeling Christmassy? Yeah, that was the festive jingle rehashed from last year, wasn't it? Tell you what, we're we, sparing no expense. Yeah, we, we're kings of recycling right here. <laughs> recycling old jokes and just bad tosh and a load of ramble but uh you know we've uh we've, this is the 19th episode we've done and uh, we decided for the show we're going to do 20 and have a bit of a, a rejig after 20 so you won't be the last you hear of us but i think you know like everything it's good to have a change so anyway back to the music that's what you're here for we kicked off the show with uh zerfers and you never win just a uh, a classic example of a band that weren't pressed in the 60s, completely overlooked, and then someone discovers this amazing record. So yeah, Zerfers, uh, You Never Win. Followed that up, my friend, what do we have? Um, well, I'd just like to say that I thought that Zerfers was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> in, a really, in a really good way. And followed up by XTC, but as the Dukes of Stratosphere. That's unbelievable. From their 25 o'clock um, EP that they recorded, produced by John Leckie, uh, mid-80s, I think, 85, 86. Um, and they basically just set out to recreate that sort of sound of, like, the early Floyd, Sid era, of Pretty Things, uh, SF Sorrel kind of stuff, but with a bit of uh, Tintin Abbey and all of that kind of stuff. Stuff that people have heard on this show loads of times before. <laughs> but, um, it's our playlist, isn't but it? But you really wouldn't know that that wasn't from the golden age, would you? I mean, it's, it's got everything. It's fantastic. That's unbelievable. It's one of those, I mean, that's the most power of being signed to a big record label that you can afford to go and do a side project like that. And you know. Yeah, and, they, and the detail on the sleeve, the, the alias is the fact they've got a fake guru who's guiding them as well. Everyone Swami Ananand Negara, or his name is. There's plenty of fake gurus about. Danny, what do we follow up that with? Uh, that was Melbourne Moore and uh, Magic Touch. And uh, we've... Uh, become very familiar with her disco stuff <laughs> and uh, I found that through through a massive tune standing right here that I play most sets I never heard of that before yeah. was that, how did you hear it was it an Instagram thing or did you just find it out online or what yeah I just found it out online just, just totally different from the, all the other stuff that I know of hers it's just 
It's a constant. Yeah. Our DJ with Dan uh, over easy DJs, and so you know, him turning up with a bag of records, I can't help but looking at it and uh, saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, you got that." Anyway, look, <laughs> that's what the show's about this week. It's Christmas. We're just having a relax and just playing some tunes, taking it easy. But we've got some amazing music coming up. None more so than this. I love hearing uh, a band that I think I know and a curveball of a track. And what we got? Yeah, so I normally thought I hated this group, but they're synonymous with the LSD scene of the West Coast in the 60s, and you think that their music would be more adventurous. So I've been looking for years. Loads of bands I know love this band, and I uh, finally found my way in to the Grateful Dead. This is Shakedown Street. <laughs>
<laughs> that was uh, Stomach Your Mashed uh, side project called Go, second album called Two, track called, what was that? Uh, that's called, oh shit, hang on, what is it called? It is called. It's a terrible name if that's what it's called. It is called Senior Before. Senior. Uh, senior. Senior Before. Senior Moment. Well, I um, <laughs> I was going to say Prelude because that's the first one and I knew it wasn't that because I'd have been already skipped it. My um, That features some awesome musicians though. It's got um, Elder Miola, Klaus Schultz. Um, just Roden, there's loads of like top names on there, as well as Stumway Master. And that is the sort of music that if Ulysses and Telemachus in the TV series uh, had wandered into an intergalactic sex bar, that's the sort of music they'd be listening to, I think. That's what happens in your imagination, is it? <laughs> He's not taking Telemachus into an international sex bar. I think he would. Inter- <laughs> I think it's time. Ulysses, you've defied the gods <laughs> by taking your son into an intergalactic sex bar. <laughs> Ulysses, I'm going blind. Stop it, Ulysses. Anyway, great stuff. Uh, we kicked off the first part, mate. Absolute find and a half. Grateful Day, Shakedown Street, and yeah, I'm I'm so surprised I actually found something good by them. Shut <laughs> up, man. over the moon. Yeah, this one's for all the uh, Grateful Dead fans out there. This is all you deadheads. This is the one that doesn't sound like anything else they've ever done before, and I like it because it's great. Shakedown Street, amazing. And uh, yeah, we followed that up, mate. Rush. Let's just have a rush moment. There we go. <laughs> there we go. The kind of band you've got to breathe out for, because for a three-piece, have you ever seen them live, um, or you ever want to know how much noise a three-people can make live, watch Exit Stage Left, because it's just mind-blowing. You've got to get over Geddy's vocals. If you don't like Geddy's vocals... They're quite hard a- to get over because they're so high. <laughs> it's like a mountain like a of high, shriek, They're so it? high, physically high. Yeah. But, you, can't go un- you can go under them. He probably could. His vocals pr- are so high you can get under them. He's quite a thin man, isn't he? He's, yeah, he is. He's surprisingly thin. He still looks like Dorothy Burke from Neighbours as well. <laughs> <laughs> Top Canadian band, Rush, and uh, Tom Sawyer. First heard Q-Burk cutting that up, actually. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about the year. What's been going on? What's been good parts of the year? Hey, highlights. Looking at you, Dan, go. <laughs> Looking at me? Yeah. Uh, I've just been working this year, mate. Oh, yeah. Hard at work. Hard at work. We all do... Um, Glastonbury so the four of us uh, had a bit of an epic moment down there that's why to lead up to recording this we've had to get a lot of <laughs> a lot of banter out the way but that was good this year and Glast- that was the best one we've done I think Matt, it was, I enjoyed uh, it it was uh, alright top moments of Glastonbury top moments Pooh cushion young hearts run free <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt yeah, that never fails to drop. And any any memories of this year? Things you probably just want to forget, no, is it? you led me astray too much to have any good memories from this year. Waking up in Greenwich Park at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning was just not a good look, is it? Yeah. 
Yeah, that is one of Steenie, I suppose the boy, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, um, he, he didn't come to Glastonbury, though, because he was only six months old. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that's it. Um, fatherhood and uh, Glastonbury download. I've seen quite a few good gigs. I went to see Red Cross and the Melvins last month. That was really good. How was that? Yeah, really awesome. Where uh, was that? Uh, at Brixton Town Hall. So not the Academy, the Town Hall. It's really, really cool. Um, and... Everyone played Beatles covers, so the Melvins um, did a cover of "I Want to Hold Your Hand," and, like Sludge Rock, oh, sludge and then uh, and before that, Red Cross did an amazing version of "It Won't Be Long," which is really, really good. That's and, an obscure uh, one to play, eh? Oh, it's killer! It suited them down to the ground. It's like proper power. We've played Red Cross on here before, so hopefully some people will have heard that and know who we're talking about. That's, <laughs> that's Red Cross with a K uh, and two Ds in the red. Not the uh, international um, aid people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we dig deep, but there's no album that we're going to play. Of, uh... I don't know if the International Red Cross have ever done a, a psychedelic power pop record, but I think that's a good way to raise funds. Dan, what we got? Uh, so this tune, I heard it this summer, it was like a clickbait thing on uh, Facebook. And, you uh, won't believe this amazing You music. won't believe it. Frank Ocean covers this Afro Boogie disco tune. So I just went and looked it up and I've been playing it all summer.
Robert Lamb, um, he was one of the founder members of Chicago, and that's uh, one of his uh, tunes of his solo album, Skinny Boy. That's a little special, isn't it? <laughs> it's eh? very special. <laughs> that is. And look, I'm not being funny, but do you want to just take over the whole podcast? What did we start off that little section uh, with that, as well, then? Well, that was the uh, little Afro Boogie Wonder that is uh, Steve Monique and Only You. And uh, that the original of that tune is about 1,300 quid. Probably um, changed it. Yeah, and I think he did, he did like one album in the uh, mid-80s. Uh, and that one uh, luckily got reissued a couple of months ago on Soundway. That is a cheeky little edit, mate. That is cheeky bad. Following that up, and what do we have there? Fern Kinney, uh, Let Me Kiss You Baby. She was a... Uh, <laughs> let Me Kiss You Baby. <laughs> you were too close to me when you said that. Me and Dan are sharing a mic, so like I'm literally like fondling him right now. So she was basically a backing singer in loads of groups that I can't name because I'm not very good with detail, but she, uh, she tried to break out on her own, had a hit single, of which this wasn't the hit single. I'm never good at picking up the hit singles, but uh, Dan knows what the hit single was. It had the word beautiful in the yeah, uh, There you title. go, of course. And it had Tony Adams in the advert. Right. So uh, yeah, and then she went back to being a backing singer. So. Gold, this is podcast gold. Uh, to follow that up, yeah. new, new Fast Automatic Daffodils, that's now my heard, uh, yeah, when it came out. A friend of mine up the road had it, Pigeonhole. Tracks 15 dickety one. It was 51. And the track was called uh, Partial. Um, the track's on there. Check that out, actually, Pigeonhole. It's, as you were saying, we are talking about it, it's a hard band to place. They were kind of in the baggy scene, but they weren't baggy. They were trying, they were doing, almost like flowered up. They're kind of skirting along the edge of uh, that kind of baggy wave, but just having a bit more and a bit more funk and you know but there's ultimately a massive rave E influence there anyway that's what I think there's no E influence in this guy Steenie <laughs> yeah. can you just say uh, pigeonhole again <laughs> pigeonhole <laughs> um, so we've gone from 91 way Steenie how old way, way back uh, way back that's the, so that's the Reverend Gary Davis 
No relation to Gary Davis. No relation to Young Free and Single Radio One <laughs> DJ. Woo, Gary Davis on your radio. We're all waiting for that news story. But um, yeah, if old Blues Man, I mean, the originator of the Stones on, in fact, on that album, "You Got to Move," as covered by the Stones on Sticky Fingers features, didn't play that. Played that tune instead. Really great. Um, like all the, the problem with with picking a song off of that kind of record is that. Get, that bloke gives everything to every single song. It's like it, you hear it. It's like the first time he's ever recorded it or something. He just goes completely over the hit, over the top. It's like incredibly passionate vocal, and some there's a bit of it sounds like he's making it up as he goes along. But he's not. Those are all standards. <laughs> all guitar players say that, Steve. You come on, mate. That's your whole <laughs> show, isn't it? That is <laughs> improvisation. You know, it's, the, it's living on the edge. The thing I like about that record is, it's obviously uh, we're, we're looking at it's a sharply clean record, but they've had to record it off either the shellac or the wax cylinder they would have recorded at the time so I love that it's a little time capsule so we're halfway through the show feels good feels good later on later on oh. and where are we going we are uh, going to uh, what is it the Charles Watts and the uh, hold on and the 103rd Street Rhythm Band I totally read that wrong
looking glass and points at anything he hates. He calls to you, hey, look out, son, it's a gun, they're pointing at your pretty face. And the heads they are roaming, cause the conqueror is on his way. And the justice day is coming, cause the conqueror is on
holy high on blood in the sky. Said, are you freedom on my own? Are you freedom on my Oh, we're young and fire. Drug or not, oh, rocket, rocket launch. Oh, this
You. 
Belgium. Oh no, we'd never. We said we never play the big ones, but uh, you know, I was listening to this album today, and I was just thinking, you know what? I just don't care. It's Christmas. John Lennon, what you got? That's a sleeper album. Well, maybe it isn't. It's a sleeper. What a ridiculous thing to say. That's a sleeper album. Yeah, you ever heard the, of John Lennon? The Eight Girls, a sleeper album. <laughs> Walls and Bridges, nineteen seventy-four. Um, tracks on that. Uh, nine, number nine, Dream, and uh, whatever gets you through the night without one. Story. Uh, Elton bet him that if he um, played on Whatever Gets Through the Night and it made it to number one, Lennon would have to join him on stage at Madison Square Garden in 74. It went to number one. Lennon said he, he hadn't stepped on stage for years. He shit his pants. And it's all on, um, on it YouTube. He brought the house down. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most successful... It's the most successful poo in rock history. Yoko probably made art out of it. <laughs> they, they, the fans loved it. The uh, the cleaning lady in Madison Square Garden is less, less so. Macca sued for royalties. <laughs> Yeah. So we kicked that, off that, that one was definitely a Lennon and McCartney, not a McCartney <laughs> Lennon. Poor old Ringo didn't even get a look in as usual. George didn't care. We kicked off that section with uh, Charles Wright and the, hun- the Watts 103rd Street Band, blah, 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 Road Without an End. Lovely. Love that. Then, I've been telling people about this first Genesis album. Look, I've said it and no one's a. Uh... Oh, come on. <laughs> before Phil Collins, obviously, was uh, Peter Gabriel, but before Phil Collins joined Genesis, they did one album on Decca uh, from Genesis to Revelation. It's unbelievable. And then it, just think about Genesis and park anything you've got in your head that you know what you're talking about with them. Don't, that don't first think album, about Genesis. That first album from Genesis to Revelation, I'm telling you, if you're into late 60s psych, Decca recorded amazingness. That's the one, man. And we boxed Red Decker. Uh, what did we follow that up with? Him? That was uh, Black Mountain with Druggernaut. Steenie's got this thing. <laughs> He's got one rule when he walks into a record shop. What do you say to the man behind the counter? Have you got anything that sounds like Sabbath? <laughs> and then, <laughs> no, no, of course I don't. But that one, that one's great because it's a, it's a, a male-female dual vocal. They're still going Black Mountain. A male-female dual vocal. Um, and then it starts off sounding like can, and then it goes Sabbath, then it goes can again, but and it's got, oh, it's, I, I think it, it runs the gamut to that one. It's got a lot. A Between lot can offer. and Sabbath. Between can and Sabbath. <laughs> the Cabbath. <laughs> can, can Sabbath. Yes, they can. That was uh, jolly good. And then, of course, if you didn't know that Dan's on the show, you do now. Dan, what was that? Uh, that was Hall of Notes. Of course it was. And that was sampled by the Wu Tang. Um, and I reckon in the last six months I've sort of discovered that I'm a bit of a Hall & Oates fan. <laughs> <laughs> they creep up on you, don't they? They do. Well, you know, uh, yeah. It's well, the haircut next. Good it's music. not easy to creep up on people with that kind of haircut, though. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the cover, they look like too many might creep up on you. <laughs> well, if they sing that... Then I'm happy about it. Oh, here he comes. <laughs> oh, here he comes. <laughs> now, listen, what did we follow that up with that? ESG, what was the yeah, track? Yeah, You Make No Sense. And uh, the track's called You Make No Sense as well. From a New York Noise compilation on uh, Soul Jazz uh, from about, I think, 2002, 2003. So come on then, tell us about ESG. Uh, well, uh, did you, you... You like him, right? I do, I do. But what really, are we talking? What, they're what talking years? an era that I recently just discovered a whole load of new music in. I often dismissed the 80s and then rediscovered so much in post-punk and new wave and they're like uh, three sisters from New York late 70s off the trails of uh, disco and funk and straight into to uh, punk music and uh, it's just 
it's raw there's limitations in it but they work within them and I I don't know it sounds new to be honest that sounds like it was recorded today well there are about a hundred New York bands that ripped them off in about 2002 to 2005 you know I think an LCD sound system and the rapture but that is a a sort of a sub project anyway oh yeah Genesis right Steenie (laughs) Steenie Steenie's got one of his uh, oh it's back to me isn't it little journey albums take us somewhere Steenie where are we going I not journey albums at all because they're a terrible band uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding Klaus Weiss Rhythm and Sounds Time Signals album no less which is a collection of sort of library music composed by um, obscure German uh, guy Klaus Weiss um, now what drew me to this especially is when I was looking through the sleeves the, the notes are, it's on um, it's on Trunk it's Johnny Trunk, Trunk yeah, yeah, so the original that's worth a fortune yeah it is as the, as the guy who sold me it told me um, <laughs> and um, what the thing that really drew me to this record was the description on the back where it says uh, offensive slightly offensive rhythms I thought, <laughs> now that is the record for me. Slightly offensive ribbons. Apparently, the only time that anyone might have heard any of these tunes outside of uh, obscure record burrowing is on uh, uh, some strange Danish grot movies that came out in the 70s and 80s. So, if you recognise these tunes, you're thinking you don't know where you've heard them before, then you need to look, at, take a long, hard look at yourself and your video collection. <laughs> Yeah, one of those video connections in leather-bound video yeah. holder books, isn't it? Yeah, the one he used, they got from the... Uh, when the video man used to come round in his uh, Datsun Cherry uh, and he had the front seat, all the back seats fall down, full of videotapes, rent rent a quid a week, and then down in the footwell of the passenger seat. Some, some for the dads. Some for the dads. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the ones for the dads, this is it.
pretend that from now on there is no Paint a portrait of tomorrow with no colors from today. There's a light that shines in your face sometimes. Somewhere, 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 somewhere. 
days to come down and pull back the lock. Power was there, your ear was hail. Joy come to our jolly was hail.
Claus. Lessie twins. <laughs> For neighbours. The Alessi brothers. <laughs> what are they, how are they built? The Alessi twins or the Alessi brothers? The Alessi brothers. brothers. To differentiate themselves from the uh, Alessi twins. <laughs> from from neighbours. <laughs> so they're the Alessi twins. Had to do it. Yay. <laughs> so they're the Alessi twins that Paul Robinson didn't shag. <laughs> that's the Alessi brothers and a track called Seabird. Yeah, Dan, that's a nice one, man. Yeah, we like that. Um, Steeny kicked off with his uh, time signals with Klaus V's rhythm and sounds. I mean, fuck it. That's <laughs> filth, wasn't it? <laughs> you know when people like a track, all they can do is just exhale. <laughs> I was amazed at the response to that. Uh, I, I, well, I, I like it, but I wasn't oh. expecting anybody else to, to uh, enjoy <laughs> as much. So massive. It had everything I love about electronic music in that era as well. Totally John Carpenter, but way more as well. The live drums. just. We followed that up with an album that I haven't got, which is irritating. Uh, this is Bill with adjustments. Dan, tune. Uh, that's Can We Pretend? Um, and I heard that quite a few years ago now on a compilation that Questlove did called Babies Making Babies and uh, I've been after that song for a long long time amazing I mean Bill with us I mean he hasn't done a bad track has he really when you no. think about it his album there's a guy who's just really humble dude not making music anymore just did his piece made some amazing albums and then just now he's a politician but that's what he wants to do um, and then another one I mean this what I love about this show is four people turning up with music you don't know what each one's going to bring and then you can just blow each other's minds and that's incredible what was that? yeah Emmett Rhodes Emmett Rhodes Somebody Made For Me is the tune uh, he, I think he was in a band prior to this got signed by Dunhill used all of his royalties from the previous band to just buy all the instrumentation and set up a studio in his uh, parents garage which is what the album's recorded in which is a little bit control freak a little bit weird but it works out really well and I think he might have heard a couple of Beatles records <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe uh, we followed that track up with uh, a guy called Damon uh, a track called Poor Poor Genie Song of a Gypsy it's one of them uh, a lot of stuff we play on the show we're lucky that people are clever enough to find albums that were sleepers and reissued them to great acclaim because that is deservedly so. He was a guy that was just floating around in America, apparently jammed with Harrison, uh, but, you know, a lot of people will say that, uh, But um, you know, and Ravi Shankar as well in one studio. Either way, Damon, Song of a Gypsy, well worth checking out. Ant reckons it's a trigger to uh, Blue Monday. Absolutely Blue Monday. Listen back. Uh, pop, pop, poppers, whatever you call them. Uh, pop pickers, pop not pickers. half. And uh, you'll see, not half, uh, you'll see that it's absolutely, uh, Blue Monday's absolutely ripped off. Steeny, I don't care if Monday's blue. <laughs> <laughs> you do like what about for Pence and Spicy Ale, though? Well, the Watersons, a lot of people know them, especially for the Bright Phoebus record, but that's um, for Pence and spicy ale and because of the time of year I thought you know Christmas is here we, we've not really paid much lip service to Christmas apart from the festive jingle and um, getting pissed and getting pissed so um, I thought that one is a, is a winter wassail for the uh, to, to stand under an apple tree and sing to bring the apples down exactly like uh, the Wicker Man <laughs> and all the Welcome, best folk, friend all of the best folk music should at least have a touch of Wicker Man about it now listen uh, there's two uh, people in the studio that were this day aren't they? and look, you know, you've got a couple of minutes each to just tell us what you do and you have to do this because people don't know who you are and we've talked about you before uh, Imius Design Studio good all round guy 
What do you do? Eh? What's your job? What's your job? I'm you mainly uh, potter around having existential crises um, and, and trying to trying to look after small humans. Uh, I'm not really built for this world as such. So what I do isn't isn't that tangible. I fanny around uh, trying to do like creative things and make sure I can pay the rent. That is the word. Again, he said the same thing last time. What do I do? I'm Ant. a chartered accountant. <laughs> and it's an amazing... Sorry to any chartered accountants. <laughs> He's amazing nah, uh, print guy. Uh, make just amazing granddad. Just does fantastic prints. You fantastic say amazing granddad? Print. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's an amazing granddad. Oh God, I don't know why I bother. It's just one of those things. What, what's the point? Imius Design, if you just like interesting, quirky approaches to being creative in terms of branding or how you look at the world or print or printmaking, and if you just like a nice, organic view of it with a digital combination, check out Imius Design on Instagram. It's legend. Equally, is uh, his lover and partner, Dan Walters. Great granddad. Sea Creatures Design. <laughs> what, come on, sum up what you do. Um, so uh, I run a studio called Sea Creatures uh, down in Brighton. S-double-E. S-double-E. Yeah, don't get it wrong. Um, and I do surface pattern for clothing and stationery and all sorts of things, really. Um, luckily, get to travel the world and buy records as well. Life's all right, while, while I'm working with customers like in America and France and... Places like that. See, yeah. that irritates me because you get to go and record shopping. It irritates me as well. Record shopping. Just, and then I'm you turn so up with lucky. records that I don't have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm lucky, lucky that I can combine like my two passions. Wait. So like design and getting to go to dusty record shops all over the place as well. So yes, yeah, all good. Life is good, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> we're into the last 20 or so minutes, although at this rate we're probably pushing on for the next three hours. Anyway, look, we've got a couple more tunes in this left, maybe. And you're kicking off the next section. Where are we going? Yeah, I'm way beyond. I was a child of the, uh, the early 90s, and so I really hated uh, the B-52s, Love Shack, even though I know all the words. And I really hated... Um, What's the, what's the uh, R.E.M. tune with the uh, shiny, happy, shiny people. happy people? But then I've recently rediscovered a lot of music from the early 80s and this is uh, David Byrne produced B-52's track called Mesopotamia.
telephone girl, I've got your number. You've been recommended to me. You won't spend two nights in slumber. Gonna send it through right through me. I'm a businessman. I'll give you all I can. I'll make it worth your while. If you can make me smile. Telephone girl, I'm on my way. I'll be over late today.
That was the Mighty Lovers ain't going to run no more. We're not going to run anymore, are we, Dan? We're going to face up to it. We're We're running out of it. (laughs) Right, babe. We started off that with a B-52's Mesopotamia David Byrne production. It certainly is. I did, uh, yeah... Gave that a little intro, but I can I can do it again. No, I've like. had too much of that. No, and, I enjoyed uh, that. <laughs> that was uh, a killer riff, though, wasn't it? That's good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, the production's oh, unbelievable. Oh. I just don't like the talking man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I quite like him. It's like Ena. It's like Ena from uh, the Sugar Cubes. Like Bjork's beautiful hey, views, then you've got I'm Ina, Ina, I'm Ina. And you're like, fuck off, Ina. We just want to hear Bjork. That's why she went solo. Anyways, follow that up with That's the Guy, Telephone Girl, uh, some random Afrobeat on Vertigo. And then uh, Cheap Trick, Dream Police. Cheap Trick, Dream Police. I finally get to play Dream Police after t- how many episodes? Is, 19 episodes. Yeah, yeah, 19 finally, episodes. Cheap Trick worm their way in <laughs> everyone's when you're looking at that sleeve like which who are these guys is in dream place and it, basically it's the two there's two good looking guys um, who were um, Robin and Rick uh, not Rick uh, what's the bassist called I can't remember Steve um, and Barry. then they're the two normal blokes and they're always on the front of every cheap trick, trick album there's always the, those two guys in the front and then about the there's the two freaks Rick Nielsen and Bunny Carlos and Bunny Carlos is the trauma. He actually is like a stereotypical like sex offender. <laughs> when you look at the picture of the guy... Nothing to do with us. Not my word. Not the opinion of the show Obviously, at all. he's lived a clean family life. He's still touring with the band. Yeah, no allegations have ever been proved against him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to start now. And I don't, I, don't think, I don't think he is. I, I, it's just it was that classic anti-rock thing that they did where they had these two like pretty boy rock guys and they obviously him and Rick not being that particularly attractive though or balls to it we'll just go the other way and try and look as bloody weird as possible (laughs) they make a good sound man they make a good sound well look it's been great this is the end of the show Uh, but you know I'm feeling Christmassy now alright I'm getting undressed but I'm just feeling pretty Christmassy is that why you've put all that tinsel around your uh, neck? Johnson. Your neck. And he's, stuck, he's got stockings on now, so. We're doing this again, I, no I, doubt. I, I'm not sure when, but it will happen. And thanks. I didn't get the Christmas memo, otherwise, I would have brought my Ray Conniff albums. <sighs> Dan, thanks. Thanks, guys. Steenie, thanks. Thank you, and a very Merry Christmas to everybody at home. Merry Christmas! We're going to go out with something completely non-Christmassy. That's right, Christina Perfect. No Christmas. road is the right road. Uh, she went on to be the uh, vocalist with uh, Fleetwood Mac, Christine and, McVie. And married John. And that's right, that's, which is where she, she got Bell. her name. <laughs> Enjoy, happy Christmas. <laughs>
Well, thank you very much, Mama. <laughs>